And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. This is my favorite season of the year, putting time aside to recognize the entry of our Lord into this earth. My sermon is entitled this morning, A Season for Prayers to be Answered. You know, I prepared the sermon, I stepped back, and I asked God, what would you have me entitle this sermon? And he said to me, this is a season for praise to be answered. Amen. Many of you may have given up like Zacharias did when the angel came to him, but God asked me to tell you, believe again. Amen. Amen. Believe again. Will you say believe again? Believe again. Believe again. Amen. God did not give up on us. Praise God. So don't you give up on yourself. Let me say that again. God did not give up on us. So don't you give up on yourself. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to believe again. Yes, I'm going to believe God again. Amen. Don't let the devil distract you and get you to focus on yourself. Tell the devil like I, like I do. I tell myself, this is not about you. This is about the promises of God being fulfilled in our lives. Amen. So this is a season for prayers to be answered. Anybody has something they, they, they've been praying about all year and believe in God to come through? This is the season for prayers to be answered. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. This was the season for Zacharias' prayer to be answered. Amen. This was the season for Mary's prayer to be answered. What, what history revealed was that many of the young ladies in Jerusalem, they were waiting and expecting the Messiah's birth. And Mary was the blessed one. Amen. The angel said to Mary, blessed are you amongst women, not above women. Ah, <laughs> isn't that a blessing? Blessed are you amongst women, not above women. Our Catholic friends, our Catholic friends seem to have deified Mary. But even Mary called Jesus my Lord. Amen. Amen. Oh, she's got to be respected now. Amen. She's, she's got to be respected but not deified. Amen. Like our Catholic friends. Praise God. And what I found out is, you know, because of our Catholic friends deified Mary, we go on the other side of the spectrum and attempt to disrespect her. No, 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 no. Amen. Glory. She's the mother of the God man. Amen. Somebody said God cannot have a mother. Yes, he can. All things are possible with God. <laughs> if all things are possible, God can choose. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't that a blessing? If all things are possible, then he can do anything. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Quickly. There was a 400 year period of silence between the last book of the Old Testament, which is Malachi. And the first book of the New Testament, a 400-year period, silence. After God spoke to Malachi, he gave a prophecy of the foreigner, John the Baptist. I think it's Malachi 3.1. Glory be to Jesus. If memory serves me right, praise the Lord. The last thing God said was a foreigner is on the horizon. Yes. Behold, I will send my messenger and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek shall how? 
suddenly came come to his temple even the messenger of the covenant whom you delight in behold he shall come saith the Lord of hosts the time for that to happen had come after this verse 400 years elapsed if you take your Bible and you go to the last book of the Old Testament Malachi the last page and you look at the New Testament amen right in the middle there is a 400 year period to you and I it's a flip over of one page but that's a 400 year period amen of silence God did not speak because God was getting ready Amen. To get entry into the earth. He looked at you and I being abused and used by the devil. Tricked. Amen. Held captive bound in chains. The devil is whispering things in my ears. Whispering things in your ears. And we think it's the Lord. No it's not the Lord. Amen. It's the devil. And God said enough is enough. I'm not going to stand silent and let the devil enslave humans anymore. Amen. And so as recorded in the gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John but especially in the gospel of Luke which gives a chronological account of the life of Jesus the time for God to begin the implementation of the plan of salvation had arrived isn't that a blessing Galatians chapter 4 verse 4 says but when the fullness of time what a blessing. When the time was full, the fullness of time, you know when a lady is full. Praise the Lord. When she's full, something is coming. Praise the Lord. Birth. The Bible says the fullness of time had come. What happened when the fullness of time had come? God sent forth what? His son made of a woman, made under the law. And here is the best part. I thank God for Christmas. This is why I thank God for this period of time. Now, when I say I thank God for Christmas, since many of you are aware that Jesus wasn't born, born on December 25th. Every Christian knew that. Amen. But this is the time we choose to recognize his birth because nobody knows when he was born. Amen. The world chose to recognize him. Praise God. On December 25th. And I know you have, you know, your concerns in behind your mind. Don't you worry. I'll settle them before the month is over. <laughs> Amen. I'll sell them before the month is over. So, so just hang in there with me. This, this is why the Bible says God sent this son. Verse 5 says, to what? To redeem them that were under the law. Why? That we might have the adoption of sons. What a blessing. The word redeem, a very, very powerful word. This is what the, the word redeem means. It means payment of a price to recover from the power of another. Are you with me? <laughs> the payment of a price to recover from the power of another. You see, we were one held captive by the power of sin. We once served ourselves, amen? We served our emotions and the devil. Are you with me, saints? Yes. I think it's, uh, glory be to Jesus. I don't have the verse here, but it just popped in my mind. Ephesians chapter 2. Can you go to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1? You know, for this verse helps keep me grounded. It tells me where I came from. It says, and you. Can you say me? It's talking to the uppity up Christians here. You see, those of us who think that, you know, we, are, we have arrived. 
and you hath he quickened, made alive. Uh, this was our position before we, we were made alive. We were dead in trespasses and <laughs> but he made us alive quickened us when we accepted Christ as Lord and Savior it goes further to notice there is a semicolon he's going to elaborate on what he means by that in trespasses and sins let's, go, let's continue it says wherein in time past can somebody say that's in the past that's in I'm no longer that person amen praise the Lord in the past you walked according to the course of this world the word world here means the system that functions in the earth you will live our lives according to the system that functions in the earth, according to the prince of what? According to the devil's dictates, because he's the one who controls the system that functions in the earth. How many of you know that there is a system that's against God out there? It's designed uh, to fight Christianity. It's designed to weaken you and I. Mm. It's designed to come against us. But I got news for the devil. We've been made more than conquerors. Overcomers in this land. We've been made victorious through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. I, I, I may not look like it. I may not feel like it. But brother, that's the truth. It's not even a fact. Facts change. That's the truth. Truth doesn't change. Ah, oh, glory be to God. I think it, it was Winston, I think it was Winston Churchill. Since that's not in my notes, bear with me. Stuff just popping in my head, so bear with me, amen. I think it was Winston Churchill who said, the truth is incontrovertible. Malice may deride it. Ignorance may attack it, but at the end, there it is. <laughs> the truth is the truth. So like I said, I may not feel like it. I may not look like it. But brother, that's the truth. I just need to get come to myself. Oh, glory be to God. So, we were what? Hold on, hold on one second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I need to finish because that'll keep us grounded. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit or that demon that now works in the children of disobedience. That's what's working in unsafe people. They have been influenced by the devil. But not us. So we don't have the excuse, the devil made me do it. No, that's not for us. <laughs> we cannot use that as an excuse. Amen? Oh, well, well, some of you say, I'm not sure. The devil is strong. Okay. Can you go to verse 3? Verse 3. Verse 3. Among whom also we all had our conversations. Yeah, means lifestyle in times past. You know what? Lust, lust means uncontrolled passion of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and what by what? Nature. nature. You are by nature. That's why when I hear loving brothers and sisters say, well, we got two natures. I got a problem because the Bible says you were by, that's past. Well, some of you may disagree. You don't have two natures. If you have two natures, <laughs> I, uh, the word to describe you, I won't use on the pulpit. Are you with me? <laughs> you got one nature, maybe with an unrenewed mind. 
Are you with me? Because the Bible says that any man in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, any human being in Christ is a new creature. New here means new, that's kainos, and it means a species that has never existed before. Well, that was for free. You may disagree, amen? I guess that's a hold on the class, praise God. But brothers and sisters, you hear me? Jesus came to redeem you and I to pay a price to recover us from the power of Satan and from the power of sin. It's called a ransom to buy off. It's a payoff. Are you with me? Mm, Adam messed up. Glory be to Jesus. Remember Adam? Old Ad? <laughs> Anyhow. Glory be to Jesus. So, the time for humans to be redeemed and be adopted as sons and daughters had finally come. I think it's Hebrews chapter 1 verse 2 says, God who at sundry times. Hebrews 1, 1. God who at sundry times. Mm-hmm. And in diverse manners, spake in time past unto the fathers and prophets. God in sundry times sundry times here means many times in the past let's read verse 2 verse 2 will bring it home hath in so in the past god spoke many times many different ways through to the fathers through prophets and are you with me but it says in the last days Anybody know what the la we live in the last days? Yeah. In the last days, hath he spoken unto us by whom? His son. Are you with me? That is why on the Mount of Transfiguration, when with Peter, James, and John standing there, amen, and Jesus changed from the inside out, it's called metamorphosis. Amen. When you change from the glory that's inside, came out. It is the process of a crawling caterpillar goes through before he or she becomes a flying, a butterfly. Glory be to God. Are you with me, saints? Ah, glory be to God. That's the same word here. That's the word here. Metamorphosis. Transfigured. A voice from heaven came. Peter, James, and John looking. Who appeared? Anybody know who appeared on the Mount of Transfiguration? Who joined Jesus? Moses and Elisha. All the prophets. The Bible says that's how God spoke to us in time past. Peter, James, and John are so used, are so used to having preached to by all the prophets. Jesus is standing right there. Lord have mercy. Moses and Elisha appeared and Peter has this intestinal fortitude to say let's build us a couple temples one for Pete one for whom Elijah and one for God just interrupt the conversation and God said this is my son listen to him forget Elijah forget Elisha God incarnate is here the church still has the problem today the word is right there what can I get the prophecy? <laughs> <laughs> Tell, 
prophesy to me. What is the Lord saying? You got a whole book. It's, it still happens today. It still happens. We will not. You know what? We, we will not. Well, let me move on here. Let me just move on here. Since. Let me move on here. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you with me, saints? Now, 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 we have to. You know, there's balance in everything. Amen. The Bible says, despise not prophesying. So we cannot despise it. Amen. It is used to confirm that which God has already tell you. It is used to build up. Are you with me? There is a simple gift of prophecy. Sometimes the reason why we have to explain this a lot is because we've been taught all kind of stuff. Amen. So if after church, Alabello come to me and say, brother, I sense in my spirit that you're going through something heavy and tears come from my eyes. All of a sudden he's a prophet. <laughs> no. <laughs> God gave him a word of knowledge. Yes, yes. It is one of the gifts. Say with me. That doesn't make him a prophet. I, all of a sudden he's a prophet. Prophet Bellow. That's the way it is in the world. That's the way it is in Christendom. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because it, there, it has, there is a difference between the gift of prophecy and the simple gift of prophecy. The simple gift of prophecy, anybody can do that. The gift of prophecy, God calls you to prophesy to leaders of the world like he called Elisha. You stand up against governments and you say, thus save the Lord. And when you say, thus save the Lord, it comes to pass. Let me say it again. When you stand and say, thus save the Lord, it comes to pass. If you tell me, thus save the Lord, and it didn't come to pass, you're a bonafide liar. Well, let me move on here. Let me move on here. And because of that, the church has been thrown back and forth, tossed to and through. What is this? What is that? What's going on? It's because we need, we need to be grounded. Foundational classes has to be taught in the church. Are you with me? So we can become mature enough away with milk. Mm. Glory be to God. Lord, we thank you. We bless your name. Glory be to Jesus. <laughs> so, bless the Lord. So, God decided to break the 400. I'm jumping right. I just keep a few things in my, in my sermon. Praise God. <laughs> so, God decided to break the 400 year period of silence. The very first thing he did he, was he gave Gabriel an agenda. How many of you heard of Angel Gabriel? He gave Gabriel an agenda which included making two major announcements. This is the time for announcements. Let me say it again. This is the period where announcements are made. Gabriel had two major announcements. He had to fly over into Jerusalem and speak to Zacharias. Then after he left Zacharias, he had to fly over to a city in Galilee called Nazareth. Are you with me saints? Glory be to Jesus. <laughs> because God decided to break the silence. God said, I need to fellowship with my people. God has been longing to fellowship with us, brothers and sisters. From the time Adam fellowship with God. 
and God has been waiting and waiting and waiting. That is why the Bible says on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost came in like a mighty rushing wind. God couldn't wait. He was in a hurry. I've been missing fellowship with my people. And you know what we do? We say, well, well, I'm lonely. <laughs> Let me leave that alone. Let me move on here. Leave that alone. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. Man, there is joy in serving Jesus. Amen. Yeah, if you take your mind and use it as a magnifying glass and focus on the goodness of God, man, you'll have a pep in your step. Yes. Glory be to Jesus. You'll run away from every demon that come across your path. Oh my God, I give you praise. Talking about being happy, single, and satisfied. Hey! Ah, there are some of you. Anyhow, let me move on here. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Let's investigate. So Gabriel first went to Zacharias and Elizabeth, amen, who were the parents of John the Baptist. I said Malachi chapter 3 said before the Messiah would come the forerunner. This is all about God is doing things in order. Amen. A forerunner has to come. John the Baptist represents back then before a king would come to a town. The forerunner would go ahead and say the king is coming. The king is coming. The king is coming. Make straight his path. And people would have to make way for the king. That's what John the Baptist did for Jesus. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Hey, glory be to God. Woo! Amen. So God sent Gabriel to Zacharias and said, Look, you've been praying, you've been believing. Amen. <laughs> I came to answer your prayer. For that matter, it was prophesied. Isaiah. Isaiah lived 2,700 years ago. He lived 2,700 years ago and 700 years before Jesus came to Jerusalem. And he prophesied this about John the Baptist. He said, the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, saying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Amen. God is doing all that because God wants to ensure people recognize that he's coming. But many of us are just not alert. Amen. Many of us are just prophecies been fulfilled. Since I said this is a time, a season for answered prayers and the fulfilling of prophecy. This season is the time for that. And I hope you I hope you receive that right here. Because many of us, we have a lot of things on our prayer list. Things that haven't manifested. Notice I didn't say it was not answered. It, it just hasn't manifested. Mm, because according to Ecclesiastes 3, there is a time and a season for everything and every purpose under the sun. It's not that it's not answered. Ah, it's just a season. The season is coming and this is the season for answered prayers. Are you with me? Amen. So God said the stage is set. The players are ready. Go, Gabe, go. Gabriel, Angel Gabriel, I mean. Amen. I was in a pastor's conference and they start, you know, sometimes, you know, you're a pastor's conference and 
the, you know, the, the pastors are preaching and they think you know what they're talking about and they start calling, uh, uh, calling, uh, call, they start calling Angel Gabriel Gabe and Mike, Angel Michael, Mikey. And who is Mikey? Yeah, yeah let me know. <laughs> Glory be to God. You know, sometimes when you get happy, it gets personal to you. The preacher started talking about Gabriel like he knew him. Started talking about Michael like he knew him. And we in the congregation asking, who is Gabe? Who is Mike? <laughs> let, let, let me move on here. Anyway, one day, one day, one day, we'll get there, man. <laughs> Oh, glory be to Jesus. Since it's got to be personal to you. Amen. So, God told Gabriel, go publish the birth of John the Baptist. I'm about to make two points and I'll leave you for the day. Amen. He said, go pronounce the existence and prophesy the future of John the Baptist. So, in Luke chapter 1 verse 13, let's look at what the angel told Zacharias. And brothers and sisters, I think after I'm done with that point, I'll have... <clears throat> Spend my time worthwhile standing here. So he said to him in Luke chapter 1 verse 13, Gabriel went to Zachariah and said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias. Why? For your prayer is heard. <laughs> what did he tell him? Fear not, your prayer is heard. And then he said, For and thy wife Elizabeth. Now this is the prayer he's saying. That has been answered. Your praise heard means your prayer has been answered. Which praise it? It's telling you here. Your wife Elizabeth shall bear you a son. And you shall call his name. You see what God did? God completed the entire package. He did not even give them a chance to name John. He just named him. Now, the Lord asked me last night to do a couple of things I'd never done before. He said, can you research the meaning of Zacharias? Research the meaning of Elizabeth. Research the meaning of, of John and Gabriel. This is what it's saying here. Zacharias means remembered of Jehovah. <laughs> so, Gabriel says, fear not, remembered of Jehovah. Ah, glory be to Jesus. Are, are you getting me? Gabriel means what? Anybody knows? We said it on Wednesday. Glory be. Gabriel means man of God. So the man of God is saying to remembered of God. <laughs> He's saying, and your prayer that your praise heard. And your wife Elizabeth. This is what struck me last night. Elizabeth means oath or promise of God. Man of God is telling remembered of God. That's your. Are <laughs> you getting what I'm saying? Anybody here can say, Lord, remember me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, this is a time for prayers to be answered. It was when I got the meaning of this, God tell me, entitle this sermon, a season for prayers to be answered. Many of you, and you don't miss it today, brothers and sisters. Don't miss it. Have the man of God, Gabriel, telling, remembered of God, that your oath of God has been heard. Glory to God. 
<laughs> oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And then, here it comes, here it comes. They asked John, John, who are you? John said, I am the voice. <laughs> I am the pronouncement incarnate. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Amen. I am what was announced in the flesh. I am what the man of God told, remembered of God, who was married to the earth of God. <laughs> Are you with me, saints? I am here. I am the voice. The voice that was spoken. I am the voice incarnate. Oh, hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? So God told me to do this. Since Gabriel means man of God, Gabriel is not here. I'm here today. Are you with me, brothers and sisters? Gabriel means man of God. I'm here to tell you as the man of God that your prayers are heard. And God told me to tell you that you have been remembered of God. Because you have a promise of God. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Elizabeth means oath, promise of God. And God said to me, you know, that exact phrase is in a statement in the Bible. I began thinking, and bam, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. Can you go to, it's, it's right there, that phrase, promise or oath of God. 2 Corinthians 1 20. It says, for in him. Mm, for all the what? Oath of God. That's what it means here. For all the oath of God are what? Yes and amen unto whom? The glory of God. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God sent me to tell you today, this is a season for praise to be answered. This is a season for prophecies to be fulfilled. Since if you believe it, you'll receive it. Amen. If you doubt, you'll do without. If you believe it, you'll receive it. This is your season for your prayers to be answered, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. You receive it. You receive it. You receive it. Lord, the man of God, telling, remembered of God, married to the oath of God. How many of you, you are married to the oath of God? You are married to the promises. Glory be to Jesus. Jesus is the ultimate promise of God. What a blessing, what a blessing, what a blessing. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your praise heard. Your praise heard. Your praise heard. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Your praise heard this season. This is a season to be jolly. Amen. Don't you let the unbelief and the darkness out there cloud your praise. Let me share this with you, brothers and sisters. I'm here to celebrate life. CNN, MSNBC, Fox, CBS, they are not in the business of celebrating life. You say, what do you mean, pastor? This is what I mean. This is, 
As of this morning before I left the office, 287,825 people died from the coronavirus. I am very disappointed and I weep with them. Amen? But they haven't told us how much recovered. As of this morning, 8,787,738 people, they have recovered. Recovered from the coronavirus. They told the coronavirus, not here, not today. You are, I'm not going. I shall not die, but I shall live to declare. Oh my God, hallelujah. Saints, are you getting what I'm saying? Glory, are you getting what I'm saying, saints? They won't tell you that. They won't tell you almost 9 million recovered and told Corona to back up. And if one person can tell Corona to back up, anybody can. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying, church? Fight it. We cancel. We cancel Throw everything at it. Throw exercise at it. Throw medicine at it. Throw prayer at it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Curse it. Glory be to God. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, if nine million recovered, I too. <laughs> Woo! But you see, they are not in the business of celebrating life. They would take somebody on the hospital bed and show them to us, amen? And we are looking at it and saying, oh, I might be next. That's what they want us to do. Mm? They pray in our fears. Are you with me, saints? No, we thank God for them. But the truth is, nine million overcome it. We can. We can too. Yeah, I think somebody said, yes, I can. Uh -huh, and yes, I will. Yeah, I'll fight that stuff tooth and nail. You hear me? Oh, glory be to God. My help comes from the Lord. Possessor of heaven and earth. I fear not. Tell me all the truth. Fear not. Don't hide the truth from me. Glory to God. Fear not. The devil is a liar. That's why I'm here to celebrate life. I'm here to celebrate life. Are you with me, saints? Glory be to tell you all the news, the good news. Nine million, almost ten million overcame it. Glory be to God. I'm not repeating myself. I'm saying it for a reason. Amen. I'm announcing it like John the Baptist. His, his birth was announced and it came to pass. You can fight it and you can leave. Psalms 117 verse 18 says, I shall not die. Yeah, that's you, that's you, that's you. Amen, that's us. Amen. Since your praise heard. Your praise heard. Now, 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 now Gabe, Gabriel, he has a busy schedule. Amen. He has another stop to make, but I cannot get into that other stop. It's one of the most important stops. He stopped in a city in Galilee called Nazareth. Amen. Nazareth, the population around Nazareth uh, in Galilee was predominantly Gentiles. Let me say that again. Predominantly what? Gen you see, God is a good God. God made, God made one stop in a Jewish house. But before the Jews think they got it going on, God said, let me go make a stop in a Gentile. <laughs> 
in a Gentile city. Because the Jews and them, they are uppity, uppity, up. The Orthodox the Jews, sorry, the Orthodox Jews, amen. The Messianic Jews, bless God for them, amen. <laughs> so God said, before you think you got it together, let me go down in Nazareth. You... <laughs> Next, on, next Sunday, this coming Wednesday, I'll tell you a little bit about Nazareth. Nazareth, the object of poverty. You remember Nathaniel? Let me just give you an example. When I tell Nathaniel, uh, uh, the, the Messiah, and he said, where is he from? He's from Nazareth. Nathaniel said, can any good thing come out of... <laughs> Can any good because it was a notorious place. But God is not the God of the Jews only. He's the God of the Gentiles. He's the God of the entire world. I get what I'm saying, saints. Amen. He's a God of people. Black and white and green and Mexican and Latino. Are you with me, saints? Glory be to Jesus. He's the God of people. Hallelujah. And so God is showing us, hey, I'm the God of people. Praise the Lord. The forerunner came from Jerusalem. Praise God. But Jesus of Nazareth, of, ev of every city, Jesus chose to be called a Nazarene. A place people look down upon. Nazareth had one little well in the center of it, an old broke down well. The line for water was long. No major roads pass through Nazareth. <laughs> I, I, I need to read this to you and then I'm done. Amen. Then we'll have communion. Because brothers and sisters, it tells me the way God thinks. You remember I told you, I, I preached at a sermon at Bishop's Church for his, I think they had a, a pastor celebration for him. And I preached and I said, people who are humble, if God had one weakness, God has no weakness, right? You know that. Yeah. But if God had one weakness, it would be for people who are humble. He'll go out of his way and turn the world right side up for humble people. Yes. Throughout the Bible, the humble is one of God's protected class. You remember that? And I said that not knowing that there was a pastor who was going through a problem with a couple of his congregants. And he said, Pastor, I want to thank you. He called me and he said, I want to thank you for saying that. Because if only the congregants realized that, we would not be having the problems we are having today. God is a God who sees everybody on the same level. I know some of you disagree. But let me tell you this right here since. Let me tell you. Nazareth had no good water supply. One weak well. So obscure and significant was the, the called Nazareth. God called Nazareth a city. It was a hamlet. But in God's mind, everything looks good. Everything is big. Let me say that again. In God's mind, everything is good. Everything looks big. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Nazareth was not on any of the major trade routes all the important roads bypassed it it is it was six miles from the closest major roads it was well of the beaten path far from the important centers of jewish culture and religion and still jesus told gabriel to fly over all these big cities 
On Wednesday, we said he told Gabriel to fly over Los Angeles. Fly over New York. Forget about Houston. Glory be to Jesus. Uh, just don't even pass that close to Dallas, Texas. Past, amen. Forget about Atlanta. Just keep flying. Glory be to God. Keep flying. Where else we have? Big cities. Chicago. Chicago. Oh, glory. Past Chicago. Where else? Oh, Miami. He said, don't even go to Miami. Lord, just make a roundabout turn. Amen. Glory be to God. And then he said, from Jacksonville, coming down towards that area, start to hover. Hover around that area. The big man. Glory be to Jesus. And then he said, London Quincy. Not even Tallahassee. <laughs> Too big. A little city I want to go into. And bless a virgin girl espoused to a man who's kind and decent and discreet. The Bible says he was just. Isn't that wonderful? Since we have a lot to share, we're looking at the Christmas story and lessons from the Christmas story for the rest of this month. I mean, it is so encouraging as you read through these, what God shows you. Amen? But as I come to an end, unfortunately, amen? I want to reiterate what God said to me to tell you. Your prayers have been heard. Isn't that a blessing? Glory be to Jesus. Your prayers have been heard. Believe again. Amen. Believe again. If you, if you gave up like Zacharias, believe again. He's the God of the second chance. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.